Okay, Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week, we're talking about the 42nd law. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will scatter. All right, Jaren, translation time. Hit me with that translation, man. Translation for this week is, uh, it's one of those that you probably should have heard before, and that's cut the head off the snake, which basically just means to stop a larger problem by aiming at the source. Perfect. And now I'll go ahead and go into a few words from the OG Robert Greene himself. Trouble can often be traced to a single strong individual, the stirrer, the arrogant underling, the poised or excuse me, the poisoned of goodwill. If you allow such people room to operate, others will succumb to their influence. Do not wait for the troubles they cause to multiply. Do not try to negotiate with them. They are irredeemable. Neutralize their influence by isolating or banishing them. Strike at the source of the trouble and the sheep will scatter. All right, let's get right into it. OG talks about that with any group, no matter what group it is, if there's trouble, it usually can be traced back to a single source. The unsatisfied, the disgruntled, the unhappy, those are a few adjectives that you can use to describe these people. They're like little cancers in the group. And your goal needs to be to cut them out as soon as you possibly can. And this has to be done before they infect any other team members. Okay. So, how do you spot these cancers, man? How do you know who these people are, Jaren? I don't know if it's... Is it it just cancerous kind of people, though? Couldn't it be... Like what I was thinking about is um, like sports. You know, we always gotta say sports. Sports reference. We always gotta do our give our sports reference. And I was thinking more like, like the stud on the other team. You shut that kid down, and the rest will crumble. So if it's basketball, you lock down there. There, uh, you know, the Michael Jordan on their team. Nobody else will step up. Or the That's LeBron true. James or whoever you know you want to yeah, use. Whoever is your favorite stud of a basketball in football. In football, you put a big hit on on their biggest kid, or their running back that's supposed to be the best in the in the country or something. And or you take out Tom Brady. Yeah, and the rest of the guys won't know what to do. You know that'll that'll take their heart out the game. Yeah. Well, actually, not with the Patriots. The Patriots have a good coaching system, so you got to take out Bill Belichick. <laughs> you got to take the coach out. Hey, that's not beyond them. I mean, like, you know, you might. That's not beyond people. I mean, they might see Bill Belichick sitting there on the sideline, not paying attention, catch him lacking, and run into him. Yeah. There you go. Bobby Boucher him. Easy. <laughs> no, but you're, you're definitely right. So, OG Robert Green broke this law down into uh, two. What can I call them? Two theories or two sets of logic. 
the first one that he was talking about was the cancerous people and he described them as people with overbearing uh, personalities they may be complainers once you see who they are you don't want to try to change who they are because people only change when they want to okay so these cancers that's one that's one side of it the other side is like you're talking about you want to take out the biggest guy the stud so we'll start off in the same order OG did we'll start off with the cancers once you spot who they are don't try to change them don't try to make them happy don't give them whatever they ask for they're wired the way that they're wired cut them so out planners giving them what they want will not stop them from complaining they'll probably just move on to something else to complain about absolutely if you try to attack them you try to go at them all crazy you try to take them out most likely they'll seek revenge right they don't they don't want to take it lightly they're oh, they, they usually have overbearing personalities they won't take it sitting down so don't try to attack them either so what is the answer how <laughs> I was gonna say so what do we these? do yeah <laughs> how do you do it well, well the best thing you to said, do you said they might come back so what are you saying we gotta put a hit on them we gotta like straight take them out and like make them disappear hey man if you can do it without being traced maybe nah I'm just joking that's a joke people we're not hi- we're not hiring hitman or advising nobody although I do know a guy okay I won't call out his name cause I'm not no snitch but what you have to do though is you just have to try to get those people out of the group basically hmm so so you, you gotta you, like form an alliance and right kind of form an alliance against the complainer right well I mean because think about it if they're a complainer you know they're probably somebody that most people don't particularly care for so it shouldn't be hard to find like-minded people who also don't really care for this person and you get the majority you know four or five people you know whatever the group is you know just get the majority and it shouldn't be too hard to kind of get them out the pain exactly and and that and that's key um because that that complainer probably has an overbearing personality right they're probably the one who speaks up all the time they're probably the loudest one in the group they're probably the one that's always talking always has something to say and so everybody in the group is probably going to feel the same way that you feel. And it so, happens. It happens on Survivor every single season. <laughs> There's always this overbearing, strong personality person in the beginning, and they get them out quickly. Right, because you can't. It's, it's hard to beat the whole team. I've seen it on uh, on Master Chef though as well. I've seen it on pretty much all the Chef Ramsay shows. Um, and except for Kitchen Nightmares, but I pretty much seen on all the Chef Ramsay shows, Hell's Kitchen, all the others, Master Chef, where there's this one or t- one or two people who's really really strong. People try to team up against them, yeah. and maybe you can get them out with your alliance, and maybe not. Right. Uh, but it's it's because they might be strong enough to beat that alliance. But what you want to do is you don't want to try to fight them. You want to just try to isolate them. You want them to be on that island by themselves. And if we're talking like a work situation, you get them out there by themselves with no alliance, no help. When they have to do the really big project, they can't do it by themselves. You know what I'm saying? They need an alliance. If you want power, you need people. 
Yeah, and if you get them out there, that'll actually flip them, and then they'll probably be trying to get into your good graces at that point. Exactly. He also talked about another perspective of this law, and he's just talking about people who challenge you. And people... And the first thing I really thought about is he, he talked about feeling attacks coming from all sides. Like you're, you feel like your enemy has multiple heads. You feel like you can't fight them all. Um, I was thinking about like Twitter. <laughs> I was thinking about social media. And I was thinking about stars who have a million people attacking them all the time. You can't go and attack each and every person. Right. Unless you're so, dying. <laughs> is that really winning? No. Did he really win? No. But when you, when you find out, and this goes more along the lines with your sports reference, Jaren, is when you find out who that top person is, that ringleader, you find a way to stop them. And once you take out the leader and separate them from the group, most likely the others will retreat or simply stop because either they really don't want to attack or they don't know how to attack or they were really relying on their leader to take them through. See, and... That I mean, that's true. I was thinking about like a lot of the um, kind of like terrorist kind of leaders, or the historic um, tyrants of the world. So you take a Hitler. You know they they killed Hitler. The Nazi regime fell. Um, you know uh, Osama bin Laden got killed, and Al Al Qaeda kind of they fell off. They they kind of cold in these streets now. They out there, but you know. They're not yeah. as hot as they used to be. Right, right, right. Um, but at the same time, and then this might be the reversal. I don't, I don't know. We have to see. But it definitely could be. So take somebody like Martin Luther King. They killed Martin Luther King. And so he was the he was the powerful guy in, in the group. They killed him. He was the he was the loud one. But that caused people to stand together and get stronger. You trying to spoil alert everybody, yo? You ain't even giving an alert. You just trying to spoil it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, that's just what I'm thinking here. It, it, it could, this could have been the reversal. So, yeah, you you might be right. I don't know. And so it might be a thing. It might be a th- well, because it might be a thing. Even if that, like, say you shut down Michael Jordan, well, you might have Scottie Pippen rise up and start dunking on you like like he did to Patrick Ewing. That's the hardest dunk ever, by the way. That was like <laughs> the dopest dunk sequence where he like stepped over him and, and like Patrick yeah. Ewing tried to push him off of him. That was nasty. <laughs> he was mad too. He was he was super mad. Definitely top 5. You know what? But the point is is first of all, like you said, you see that person, that main person I mean, what do you do? Do you just go ahead and let them annihilate you? You got to have some type of strategy. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to do is see how the how they react by taking out the head guy. I mean, whether you want to use a jail reference or whether you want to use your first day at school reference or you want to use the bully reference, you take out the biggest guy. Everybody else is looking around like, OK, like, oh, all right. Wow. Yeah. Instant respect, instant respect. Right. You take out the biggest, toughest guy. Those other guys don't know what to do. I mean, it just happened in the in the show of power. Um, this happened a little bit ago, so I think it was last season. Yeah, it was last season, so don't worry about it. You should be up on it by now. But basically, one of the big guys got taken out, and all of that guy's workers start working for the guy who took out their guy. 
right? Mm-hmm. Whoever took out their leader, I was like, all right, I'm working for you now because they still want work, but they're not going to try to challenge this guy that took out the strongest guy that they knew. You know what I'm saying? All right. Oh, I got one um, on Game of Thrones while you're talking on TV. On Game of Thrones, this one, uh, this one lady, she was seeking power. She wanted to be the queen. She felt like she was the rightful queen of the of the land. So, but she got kind of put on the outs. So she was trying to build her kingdom back. So she needed an army. And so what she did, basically, um, long story short, she ended up killing the leader of this army. And I mean, it was she didn't have to fight anybody. There was no battle. She just basically walked up, killed this guy turned to the army and said y'all work for me now and without any <laughs> they didn't they didn't even try to fight it and she she said some more things and i might mention it on the next uh law because it kind of applies better to the next law but basically they was like cool we with you they had no that they took the leader the leader was such a tyrant that Actually, I think what happened is they she killed them and they were probably happy, you know, because this guy was such a like a. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like it's gonna apply to the next law exactly. So in the keys to power, in the examples that the OG gave, he spoke a lot about kings and queens and gave a few examples to test out the logic that he wrote in the book, right? And back then times were different from what they are now and today we don't have a bunch of kings and queens a bunch of monarchies going around but the og wanted to let us know that the power still remains the same so even though that book was written in the late 90s he was saying even then that power hasn't changed and now <laughs> back, it's back in the late 90s back in the late 90s when we had kings and queens running ruling the world no not really not really so even back in the late 90s there weren't any kings and queens and it was much different uh from what he spoke about uh in the 90s than it was back in the day but from night from the late 90s to 2017 now it's power is a little bit different as well but it still works what he's talking about he's saying that one or a couple of people are responsible for running their areas okay um, way, to, way, to, way to timestamp the uh, power caster, buddy. Why is that? How's that timestamp? You, you said it's 2017. Yeah. It might be 2050. Okay. Somebody might be listening to this and they like, 2017? Them old ass? No, hmm. that's, what, that's what would solidify our power cast. Because it's like, yo, this is still going on. Look, we talk about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. <laughs> you talk about timestamping. <laughs> We talking about Game of Thrones and power. <laughs> anyway, so nowadays, it's still pretty much the same. One or a couple people are responsible for running their areas, okay? It's not just one king or queen, but there's a bunch of little middle managers running around the joint, okay? And if personalities are strong, people normally flock to that. People want to be, as much as people think they want to be independent and don't want to be ran and don't want to be controlled, people see comfort in somebody who is confident they want to follow somebody that's confident and usually confident people have a strong personality so with this in mind you don't want to waste your time on people that can't help your cause okay you want to go straight to the people of power all right so when you know you're on the phone and you're trying to handle some business 
don't talk don't tell that first person on the line all of your problems they can't help you never okay? can they nev they can never help you when you're in that store that establishment wherever you are and you're not happy that first person you talk to is you that waiter or waitress is not empowered to give you what you need or what you're asking for so Dude, that happened to me today, actually. Um, I was the person that did not have the power. I was I was the person. So somebody called today complaining about some tax situation. And I had already spoken to the person. And I knew they was going to call back when we told them, when I told them what our findings were. And I had already known, like, they were going to need to speak to my supervisor. And they were steady complaining and complaining. And I'm like, look. I'm trying to, you know, let you know you need to speak to my supervisor <laughs> because I can't do anything for you. I'm trying to save you from having to explain this again. Yeah. You know, so basically just shut up and let me, you know, get somebody who can actually do something, which they weren't going to do nothing. They're just going to tell them no, too. But that'll make them feel a little better that they spoke to a supervisor. But, yeah. Yeah, I was that person who couldn't help. <laughs> so. Yeah. People, it helps all of us. It helps you. As a customer, if you didn't waste your time telling your story to that first person, because they can't help you anyway. And it also helps them because they don't want to hear your story, man. They don't want to hear all the complaint in the 10 minutes of you telling them why you're so mad because they know that only their boss can help you as well. It's a complete so. waste. Like, walk, I saw some, I saw this a couple weeks ago too, where I was at this uh, clothing store and this guy came in and he was complaining about. You know, they did a suit jacket wrong or something, and he was just letting the little, you know, cashier have it. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, this cashier ain't going to be able to do nothing for him. He's going to have to get a manager. <laughs> and the cashier's typing up buttons and pressing up things and looking for stuff. I'm like, just get the manager. Like, we know this is where this is going to end. <laughs> maybe they didn't know man maybe they didn't know so the cashier was just so shook listeners. the cashier was just so shook that this this big black man was yelling at her like that yeah and, and so yeah that's that's yeah just get get the manager corporate streets listeners to let that be a lesson man let it be a lesson don't waste your time don't waste their time now the og talked a lot about these stirrers or people who stir up trouble right we're still talking about the keys of power you want to point these people out and make it known that they're the stirrer in the group okay they're the difficult one once you point them out the rest of the group will begin to take notice and people will be less likely to be stirred by this person because we know that they're a stirrer so think about this if you're if you're sitting down in a group and you know you got the one person who always has those outrageous comments at first people are going to be taken aback by this person they're going to be aggravated they're going to be upset every time this person starts talking but once you form that alliance and and point out that look man they're just trying to stir up trouble when that person starts talking everybody's going to realize oh here uh reina goes again you know what don't even worry she's gonna stop talking in a minute and you kind of take their power away when you point them out because it isolates them and so hmm. they don't get people as riled up anymore it's kind of like the eminem style from eight mile mm -hmm. where he stole his opponent's power because he talked about himself before the opponent can right and so he let the crowd know hey this guy's going to talk about A, B, C, and D. All right, guy. You can go now. Now what you got. Yeah. <laughs> and so now 
the crowd is sitting there you kind of isolated him he's on this island now because the crowd doesn't want to hear a b and c d anymore a b c d they don't want to hear that anymore i just heard it so show me something different yeah. so he's the m took that guy's power the og talked about presence and appearance you have to be present and you have to look good at what you do all right if you're never around when that major event happens it's easy for people to sit there and talk behind your back i think about this with my homeowners association i feel like since i don't go to any of the meetings that they have that they, they could be talking about me behind my back like somebody just ratted me out because you're supposed to park at least one of your cars in a garage and I was parking both of our vehicles outside, neither of the cars in the garage. No particular reason. I just got out of doing it. I just stopped doing it. And I eventually got this letter shortly after one of the association meetings. Had I been present, I don't think anybody would have had the, you know, the gall to try to talk about me. But since I'm not present, it's easy for them to do. And I was in the wrong, so I do just you, went ahead and fixed it. Do you think they actually... Um like says like said it was just you or do you think it was just like hey there be there's people out here you know parking both of their cars outside or do you nah, think they actually pointed I, you I out i think i think i think they singled me out for sure because there's yeah. other rules that are being broken around here as far as where their trash cans are you're supposed to have your trash cans out of sight like in your yep. backyard yeah but but people aren't doing that actually only the people on the ends who don't have a way to have their trash cans out to where it's unsightly, they're, we're the only ones who don't do it. Everybody else within this within this area leaves their trash cans out. So Yeah, I used to do that and then my kids got older and they like were responsible for pulling up the trash cans and they stopped doing it. I just got gave up. I was just got tired of telling them like put it in the backyard. Yeah. So, so. I think it's because I wasn't present. If you're never around, it's easy for people to talk about you. The OG also talked about seduction and attracting people. <laughs> you would have walked in there and they would have just got all quiet and looked at you. <laughs> right. They was there a little early for the meeting. Right. OG talked about sedu seduction and attracting people. Isolate people from their normal and social environment and you'll have a greater chance at maintaining their attention. So... You want to try to attract people. You want to seduce people. And not in a sexual way, people. We're talking about just trying to get people on your side, trying to be likable. Okay. All right. There are also some powerful people out there who are loners and they don't feel like they need anybody because they're so powerful. And OGRG was saying that it may be advantageous to interact with these people because they can offer you power. And the OG also believes that these people are easy to seduce. Because they're used to being by themselves. You give them the time of day. You try to appease the stuff that they like. You talk about, oh, you're in the cigars, Jaren? Oh, really? And now you've kind of befriended them. Yeah, I do that. If they let you in. I do that. Um, that's kind of one of my tactics is when I hear, you know, I might be listening to uh you know say a cigar lounge i walk in the cigar lounge and i listen to some of the conversations and i'll just wait for something that i'm kind of knowledgeable about um to hop in and you know 
begin, you know, jump in and make it, uh, make myself a part of that conversation. Right. Okay. So, yeah. That's a good tactic to use. And again, talking to these powerful people who are out there by themselves, they have power to give. So, you want to try to utilize them because we all know the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So, it'll be good to get in good with those people. All right, lastly, taking out the leader will likely leave the rest of the team in disarray. And this is why you strike the shepherd. Unfortunately, my example has to do with families. However, once granny passes or great grandma Penny passes away, you notice that a lot of times the family falls apart. And it's because it's hard to announce a new leader, who's going to run the reunions, who's going to have Christmas or Thanksgiving at their house. Look at soul food. How do you make people agree on these events, you know, when you have that center, that, that center that's been there for so long, and when that center of the family leaves, it leaves the family in disarray a lot of times. Look, look at that movie, uh, Soul Food. Big Mama passed away, and nobody knew what to do for Sunday dinner anymore. The family fell completely apart. That happens in real life, and it happens to teams all the time. When that boss leaves... That team that was a well-oiled machine, boss leaves, new come or uh, new boss comes in, that whole team falls apart. Yeah, Rajon Rondo can't run your team, bro. <laughs> it's just the reality. Sorry. Yo, Doc, I like Rondo. What are you doing right now, man? I'm just saying, Paul Pierce and KG left. They tried to lead a team of Rondo, and they fell apart. I'm a Laker fan, so I enjoy seeing that happen. Although I liked Rondo the whole time, though. Not because he tore him apart, but because I just like Rondo. Yeah. And now it's time for the reversal. If you choose to use this law, make sure you're in a superior position. Because if you start speaking out, you might start looking like the stirrer. And somebody might be able to use this law on you. So while you're pointing the finger about... They might be like, oh, you a hater. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When you start pointing the finger, like, oh, man, you see that guy over there? He's a loud mouth. He's the one that's starting all the trouble. People might start looking at you that way. That person might be able to use that tactic or somebody on the outside might be able to use this same tactic on you and point you out as the disgruntled person. So be careful. And time is important. You don't want to attack somebody and give them strength. And this is alluding to what you were speaking about with the Martin Luther King situation, the civil rights movement. You took out that leader and it infuriated (laughs) a whole lot of people. And they continued his fight. Yeah. Yeah. I got an example for the difference of this, too. You take 50 Cent and Ja Rule, right? 50 came out annihilated Ja Rule talking bad about him made diss records about him they even had like physical altercations in person between their crews Ja Rule what is he doing now he's setting up concerts and lying and <laughs> he's swindling people yeah. out, of, out of their money and he's not making any records right you take like the game in 50 Cent you know the game in the G unit um, excuse me 50 Cent in the G unit versus the game mm-hmm. now remember the game was a part of the G unit and they separated part of ways for whatever reason. And the game just basically went at the entire crew and dismantled the entire group. 
So they tried to separate the game and tried to talk down on him, and he annihilated that entire group. And actually, that crew hasn't been the same since. No, they haven't. And that's because the game is from Bompton, man. You weren't about to mess with him? <laughs> okay. So that's all it is, man. All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as always, we encourage you to go get your own copy of Sir Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power. You can get the audio uh, version like we listen to because we're lazy and we don't have no time to read. And who wants to read a book for a whole year? Or you can get the paperback book. And because you know Robert Greene needs your support in this week, um, I heard some I heard something kind of weird about him. So I heard that you know OGRG really hates mosquitoes. And well, okay. instead of he got he got kind of tired of buying off all the time because that just doesn't seem to repel him right. So what OGRG does now, he actually bought a stand-in person, like a body double, to get ate up by all the mosquitoes. Oh, that's smart. And he actually changes this person every single day. And you know that gets costly. So, he needs your support. He has people at his disposal? He has body doubles come in. They like look like him in everything. Not just a regular yeah. old person. It can't just be anybody. You gotta look like him, too. Man, that, that, that has to be expensive. Yeah. And like Jaren said, you need to go support the OG himself. <clears throat> because... He's doing great things, man. This book is amazing. And just because you listen to us doesn't mean you don't have to go and get his book. Just like going to get his book doesn't mean that you don't need to come and find us anymore. Robert Greene is like... He's like Fast and Furious 7, okay? High-powered, great movie. People love it. Leaves you in suspense, right? It's a thriller. And we're like, we're like the popcorn at the theater. We help you get through the movie. We help you stay on the edge of your seat. We go ahead and quench that hunger. All right. Why? Why Fast and Furious Seven though? Don't didn't they just come up to eight? That's the first thing that popped in my head, man. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even Substitute reference for Fast Eight, okay? Substitute for Fast Eight. All right. Uh, I was thinking he's more like. That surf and turf burrito from Qdoba. And we're like a chili cheese burrito from Taco Bell. I mean, we're still good, too. You just got to put a little mild sauce on us. And, I mean, <laughs> we're still good, though. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. All right. Isn't Fast 7 and 1 at Paul Walker Pass? Yes. Like, in the movie? Yes. That's why I chose it then. Boom. Redemption. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, we'll, I'll let you go with that alright so next week um, well before I tell you about next week um, you can actually reach out to us if you want to at the corporate streets at gmail.com that is the us. corporate streets with a z at gmail.com we are on Facebook we are on the Twitters and uh, we will be making a, our presence on Instagram eventually and so next week we have law 43 which yeah, is work on the hearts and the minds of others. All right. All right. That should be good. <clears throat> All right. So this has been another episode of Corporate Street's po- Powercast. This is the podcast 
for people who skip all of the BS and get straight to the point. Peace. Okay. Not, not the, yeah, not the most creative outro, but you know. But it's real though. But it's it got real. Keep it, it got honey. But it got straight to the point though. Keep it a honey. Yeah. <laughs> The Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, Power Cast, Power Cast, Power Cast. Power Cast. Power Cast. Power Cast. Power Cast.